What's going on, team? Welcome to an episode of the Keep Going Podcast Season 2. This is your co-host, Luke Wheat, coming out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Before the show starts, make sure to follow us on our socials. Okay, Twitter, the Keep Going Pod, Insta, the KG Podcast, and YouTube, at the KG Pod. Just a reminder that we are not psychiatrists and not psychologists, just a couple ex-athletes trying to make a difference and end the stigma of mental health. Thank you guys for listening, and let's get to the show. That keep going moment. My keep going moment. That's my keep going moment. Let's keep going. What's going on, team? Welcome to episode 54 of the Keep Going Podcast, Athletes Shining a Light on Mental Health. This is your co-host, Luke Wee, coming out of Greer, South Carolina this morning, joined by Pat O'Malley, Jackie Tripp, and Madison Maturik. I hope I didn't butcher that pronunciation there, but how are we doing this morning, Pat? Uh, everything's good. I'm going to let Madison say her last name so we don't want to butcher it the whole time. So, Madison, go ahead and say your last name. Luke got it right. It's Maturik. Just want to make no sure. No way. That's a big win. That's a big win starting off. Yes. No doubt. I definitely remember, and we'll go into all this, but Madison, when she was a new hire and everything, I know that was something that came up a bunch. So, I'm glad we got it right off the bat. But I'm out here, Roscoe, Illinois, just got back from the Aurora area, uh, out in the suburbs, and a uh, blessed honor to be with you guys again this week. And uh, let's get after it. Jackie, what's up with you? Where are you at? Um, I'm coming out of Plymouth this week. I had Bridgewater State women's basketball game yesterday and chilled with some family yesterday, and the girls got the win. So all good over here. Awesome. Shout out Carol Tripp, one of the best. Can't wait to have her on later on this spring. And then, Madison, where are you at of right now? Where am I at? out of right now location wise yeah i'm in boise idaho okay perfect perfect so we got everyone across the globe today huh yeah we're touch we're trying to touch all corners we got to get somebody out watched in next week yeah okay i'll just start flying people out to make sure the pod looks cooler so that's all good (laughs) perfect um we'll go ahead and get rolling like i said super excited definitely always good to get some more volleyball representation on today um, I didn't tell the group about this, so I'm kind of like uh, free spin some stuff out here. So instead of our normal, what did you do this week for your mental health? Coach Madison, I just wanted to ask you, this week, when, when you're feeling good, tell me a couple things that you're doing in your routine that you know, really make you feel good when the week is flowing well. Yeah, uh, Pat, so exercising is really big for me, right? So I'm always in the weight room at our college. It's a really cool atmosphere in there. We've got a beautiful weight room called the Marty Holly Athletic Center. And so I'm throwing weights around there, inspiring the young kids to keep at it even after their college career. Um, So that's a big one for me. Yeah, and then also uh, I like to uh, paint. So I did some artwork today. I'm creating Christmas cards for family. Um, and just making that a little bit more personalized than just buying some Christmas cards and sending them out. So I love that. And that doesn't surprise me with you, like put that personal touch on things. But I got to ask you, favorite lift you're doing at the gym and probably kicking the college kids' butts. I know how you do things. And then your favorite painting so far. I like the trap bar deadlift personally. Because as you get older, deadlifting isn't as fun. Squatting isn't as fun. Uh, <laughs> knees are hurting, backs hurting. So that trap bar deadlift is definitely a, a fave. Easiest way to pull some heavy weight, but also stay risk-free in the injury. Not risk-free, but, you know, a little bit, a lot less risk with the trap bar. Love that. That's right. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. And then painting-wise, uh, what's your favorite one so far? 
Uh, I actually brought some with me because I I knew you're gonna probably ask this question. So that I made this one <laughs> last night, little present. Oh my. And then I got this one. Do you have an Etsy shop? <laughs> yeah, what's it? Can I buy it? I'm about to say, <laughs> shout yourself out because I know some people that are gonna want to buy those for sure. Oh, those oh that's are awesome. Neat. I we are cooking with gas right off the bat here. I think. That personal touch, if you're not on the YouTube right now, jump on the YouTube. Uh, coach Madison not only is a fantastic coach in trap bar deadlifting, which that's incredible, she's making awesome personalized Christmas cards. I think great. Uh, Jackie, how about this week? Uh, what's been going on? What's been feeling good for you? Well, in the morning, I, I think we talked about this when we were on the phone. I just get, I get really anxious in the morning, so I'm trying to work on, like, creating a routine that sort of won't start me off the day anxious and I've started making myself do some Luke's big on this but some breathing techniques in the morning because I feel like if I start my day off anxious then throughout the whole day I kind of feel uneasy like breathing wise and that doesn't obviously help throughout the day so try and slow down in the morning and take some time to be present uh, do some gratitude exercises and do some breathing if you just look up like on YouTube like morning gratitude or like meditation or i do the um the wim hof breathing it's a good way to start my day so i'm not stressed out throughout the day i love that making that change and not spiraling through the week and looking back and going wow what's been going on no i love those changes uh, i know we touched on it on monday so proud of you and all the strength and growth in that area luke how about you no 100 percent, jackie just to kind of reiterate what you were saying i love that because you don't let the negative momentum build. You, you stop it and you turn it into a positive thing in the morning, right? Um, so that's massive for me as well, breathing techniques and everything like that. We've talked about that before. Um, for me, it was just reaching out after last week's episode. We kind of hit on, on some topics that the holidays can be can be a tough time. So I reached out to a couple of friends that I know they had lost some loved ones um, over the past couple of holidays and was making sure they were good and, and they were actually good, right? Instead of kind of, don't let them keep that front up. Try to try to be as supportive as possible, but also let them talk it out if they needed to talk it out. I knew I knew this could be a stressful time. So yeah, that was kind of one thing I did. Love it, man. Love it, man. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Jackie. Just something that just made me think of something Pat said last week. Pat and I were on the phone, and he said, "I know every. I know how things look because I have friends that I keep in touch with here and there, and everyone has those friends that are more distant and all." talk to them and they'll be like, you look like you're having so much fun or you're so happy because that's what they see on social media. And Pat asked me last week, I know how things look, but how are you actually doing? So like Luke was touching on, actually check in on your friends instead of just like, oh, you seem well, like I saw your Instagram story, like take it a step further, especially this time of the year, call somebody or send them a more personalized text or personalized card like Madison did. Actually check in on your people. Don't keep it just surface level because as we all know like things aren't always what they seem to be yeah I, I think that's incredible I know we had a 45 minute conversation earlier this week I think yeah it's awesome to go out there and check boxes right it's great to achieve goals and check these boxes off and keep moving stick and move stick and move that's how a lot of us do things but I think the intention is so huge and I think this time of year like you can get really caught up in the rat race very quickly if you're not careful so my thing is when you're checking off these boxes, go the extra mile, um, use the intention, um, carry and lead with your heart. I think that's important this time of year. And that's something I'm trying to do. And I'll 
tell this group probably after we get done recording kind of what mine is this week. It's a little bit different than other weeks, so I'll, I'll bring it up. But I think the big thing this time of year, lead with impact, lead with intention, and do things with your heart. That would be my focus on going forward. But um, as we go on, I'm going to kind of switch up that question. I kind of like what things we're doing when you're in good flow, when you're feeling good. So I'd love to hear from other listeners as we go on about that question too. But perfect. Well, Madison, you are our guest today. So I want to kick it over to you. Tell me about, let's go with younger days. Tell me about younger Madison. How do we get to the awesome woman you are today? Yeah, I've got a pretty unique story. And when you were talking about, you know, surface level mental health and and getting caught up in the rat race, I'm like, wow, that was most of my life because I'm a major competitor. I've always been, I was raised that way. Uh, It's my sister and I, and then my mom and dad, my sister's older than me by four and a half to five years. And uh, my dad played professional football. So growing up, he was my hero. He, you know, he's a role model for me. And uh, I was his son he never had. So he raised me like a son. I was tough, gritty, uh, very high expectations, a very cutthroat type of a um, athletic career and life and everything revolved around sports. Um, and then of course, you know, getting, getting my grades right so that I could compete. But uh, as I got older, I realized quickly that um, it's not always about accomplishing things and being perfect all the time, you know? And so uh, I appreciate that you guys have this podcast because those are things that I wish I would have heard when I was younger, right? Um, But yeah, younger me, I was multi-sport athlete. I was a gymnast to start out. I was competing at a very high level. I was actually asked to move to Utah to live with a host family and train for the Olympics uh, and basically give up all of my sports that I loved outside of gymnastics. So I was boys, baseball, softball, basketball, volleyball. Um, I even at one point was asked to play football, (laughs) which my mom said, absolutely not. And uh, I made the choice not to go do that because I wanted to be around my friends and family and I wanted to play basketball and softball. So Um, I had a very big life decision to make then. And so I actually ended up stepping away from gymnastics, but that was the core of, you know, being athletic and, um, you know, uh, being a multi-sport athlete, which I really appreciate. And I always recommend to anybody who becomes a parent, put your kids in gymnastics because it helps with so many things in sport and, um, and even mental health, you know, in a sense of being, tough and overcoming fears, which I think is really special, Um, especially nowadays with young athletes. I think that can be something that can be a challenge, you know, uh, seeing fear or seeing failure and um, wanting to overcome that. So uh, growing up, yep, I just was playing all the sports. I was beating up on the boys. And uh, then I realized quickly my favorite sport was volleyball. So going into high school, I had made varsity as a freshman for volleyball, basketball, and then I was about to try out for softball, realized it was way too much. So I gave up softball my freshman year and uh, just decided to focus on basketball and volleyball. And then I actually moved to high schools going into my junior year. So I basically had to retry out for 
varsity, which was pretty nerve wracking, you know, as a, a junior going in as a junior. Um, so I knew that would be a big challenge ahead of me. And I was playing for uh, a high school that had some really good athletes. So, you know, I went from a school that um, was pretty average in, in female sports to a school that was going to really challenge me, which I really liked. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I went to tryouts and uh, basically I had a coach say, hey, I already have a setter. I don't need you. Uh, if you want to be on JV, you can be on JV um, and be a starter, or you can be a practice player on varsity. And that was a really big moment of uh, a humbling moment of adversity. And yeah, you hold it. stop there, stop there. You got yeah. Michael Jordan, huh? What's that? Like, you, you got, got Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're good enough. I, I got to stay here. Luke, I saw you jump off mute. I got to stop you. Go ahead. Luke. No, 100%. I don't want to get too far past the first points you made right there because there, there's some really good stuff to touch on there especially you know being at the event i'm at right now with ecnl work-life balance i call it but you know sports life balance you know these kids are driving every weekend five to six hours to play sports they're missing school on fridays you know what does that that kind of tell the kids and tell them where the importance is and i think the importance is on being a good person um and, and doing well in school and making sure that you're committed to something but it's not overcommitted to you, right? Um, and I, I love that piece. For multi-sport athlete is, is amazing, and it keeps you healthier, as they've done a lot of studies where multi-sport athletes keep you healthier. But it also helps you learn, hey, this isn't my identity, right? You know, I'm not a soccer player, a volleyball player. I, I'm an athlete, but it's because it's something that's healthy for me, and it's something that I do to stay in shape and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I didn't want to get too far past that point. Fantastic. Love the discipline piece, too. I was a three-sport guy, and I, I think you learn different things in different sports, especially with Madison just shaking up with the guys, too, just kicking their butts. I love this. Go ahead, Jackie. I, I'm seeing a pattern within when you mentioned how you got offered to go to Utah and live with the host family and train for the Olympics, and you decided not to do that because that wasn't in your best interest. And then in high school, you make varsity volleyball, varsity basketball. I'm assuming you would have made varsity softball, but you didn't do that. I'm just seeing a pattern of you choosing to do what's best for you. Is, that, would that be true? You know, I never really thought about that, but yes, you're right. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, no, I like that. And I think I think you mentioned too how like we like you use the word success in the beginning. And yes, I think people look at like success as like, oh, she could have gotten trained for the Olympics or oh, she could have been a three-sport athlete. But I think in your sense, it was sort of, I can be successful just by doing what's best for me. That's powerful. That's powerful. I, yeah, that's, that's amazing. I'm kind of taken back by that because like, I, I think now, and we'll get into this, but like watching kind of how Madison operates now, it's like, how can I get ahead? How can I do this stuff with an impact and change lives and that stuff? But like, it starts with you. And I think there's a lot of power of that in the mental health field and kind of, you know, it's inspiration for our athletes. So that's Jackie. Well put, well put. Okay. Madison, keep going. So high school, you're killing it. You're doing a great job. Continue. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, you know, that conversation with the head coach, uh, I'll never forget, you know, that's a moment where I could have gone home. I could even, even been upset at him. And I looked him in the eyes and I said, sir, you know, I'd love to play for you. I'll do whatever I can for you and the team, you know, and I could have been 
I could have allowed my ego to take over. And I give big thanks to my parents because if I wasn't raised the way I was, I could have responded differently. And so I remember running home to, to my parents and saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe he said this to me. Nobody had ever denied me like that. You know, um, people usually saw my hard work and my dedication and um, were very uh, interested in that and wanted to coach that, right? So to see a coach you know, basically challenge me in that moment and say, and I know this was a test from him of like, how is this athlete going to respond to this? Just because she's new to the team and she made varsity as a freshman doesn't mean anything to us, you know, so she has to earn this. And I remember telling my parents and just, I was baffled, you know, and just shook up. And my mom turned to me and said, well, I guess you're going to have to work a lot harder then. And so that was a defining moment for sure. And and even understanding like my parents' perspective of how I should be and how my attitude towards things. That's incredible in 2023, because like, it's so common, as we know, working at NCSA, as Jackie and Luke know, working with young athletes, when they don't play, it's usually the exact opposite. So I want to just shout out your mom and dad. And I want you to give them a little bit more face time. Talk about what they meant to you during not only high school, but what they still mean to you now. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you know, we talk about uh, how busy I was. I mean, imagine what they had to do and what they had to sacrifice to take me to all of these events. I mean, my mom would pick me up early from school. I'd be doing my homework in the car to go to gymnastics you know, and this was every day and I'd be at the gym for six hours at a time. So imagine my mom, you know, spending her entire day, you know, half of her day figuring out how she could, you know, put me in that position to be successful as a gym, gymnast. And then not only that, but I was playing softball, boys, baseball, volleyball, basketball, you know, she was running me around like crazy. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, my father's making that uh, income for us to for that to be possible so he's traveling all over the place he's making sure that he's supporting our family and our dreams you know um and my dream to be you know something special as an athlete and to go play at the next level eventually and so um I mean they have just they're just so unselfish and I really appreciate them and like to this day I I tell them you know weekly like I really love you I appreciate you and I don't really know where I would be without them because, um, you know, they, they didn't have it easy growing up. They could have made my life difficult and, and they gave back and they made sure that they made our lives that much better than what they experienced. I, I love that. I'm glad you had the chance to talk about them. I can tell how loving your family is, which is for me, I think this is huge family, is such a core piece of this. Um, why I asked that question was because like, I think we have listeners this time of year, especially that listen and go, oh, Pat's got a good family, a good support group. Jackie's got a great family support group. Luke, yourself. My message today is if you don't have anybody like that yet, or if the relationship isn't what you want it to be, it takes what it takes, right? Like to build relationships with your parents, your friends, maybe someone from outside the household. My challenge for you is to get out there, 
be yourself and really extend that welcome, extend have a heart and meet someone where they're at. Cause I think sometimes everyone's like, Oh, it must be great having all that. Oh, that's awesome. You know, but like you making the effort and you allowing yourself to have boundaries and put your heart out there. Jackie, go ahead. Well, I think too, it's like people, if you have issues with a family member or friend, like, like, oh, you're better off without them. Or like, oh, they're at a place right now where like, if I like, yes, we always talk about who you surround yourself with and so you're going to become, but also there might be people in your life that need you to reach out to them. Don't always think that you're above everyone because yes, in the same, in one hand, you need to surround yourself with people that are like-minded and are on the same path as you, but there, don't forget too that sometimes people need you to reach out to them. That hand to them, like I've had with certain family members that's like, I wish we had this relationship, but like they don't reach out, blah blah blah. And you have to sort of self reflect and be like, well, when was the last time I picked up the phone? You know what I mean? Because they might be feeling the same way. And in this like text message driven world, like I know it's difficult and hard and awkward, but you'll never regret making a phone call to somebody that you care about, even if it's awkward. No, I, Jackie, it's beautifully put. I completely agree. And I think, I I just think that's a really, really tough thing to do in our generation. And I think if one podcast episode at a time, one interaction at a time, we can start to change that. So I think that's beautiful stuff. All right, cool. So we touched on the early years. We touched on family. We touched on a little bit about high school as well. But let's go into college. Like talk about like your college experience, how you started getting rolling and how volleyball kind of became this focal point for you. Yeah, well, working up, you know, I have to kind of tell a piece about high school because, you know, um, that was my junior year, you know, that I had moved into Eagle High School. Um, very, very challenging sports, you know, so um, it was, a, like I said, that was a defining moment, you know, of uh, humbling myself and and saying, yeah, you know what, I'm going to play hard for you, coach, you know, whatever I can do, so um, we actually lost state that year. I did get playing time. I ended up winning the position, you know, uh, it took about three weeks, I'd say of me grinding hard, uh, and getting after it. And I had some incredible teammates that supported me and allowed me to jump into that role because I was an outsider. You know, they could have easily just said, no, nope, we, we've got this setter that we're working with, but they really loved, you know, my work ethic and they, bought into my vision of what I wanted to, to do with the offense, you know? Um, and so from there, uh, unfortunately we lost at state my junior year. That was a tough one. And then the next year, uh, we went 38. No, we won state, uh, and I was named player of the year, which was a huge goal for me. Um, because for me, that would put me on the map for schools that had no idea who I was, right? Because I'm coming from Idaho. Not many people know a lot about, you know, high school, um, Idaho athletes. Uh, nowadays it's a little different because we've grown a lot, but um, from there I was my, I imagined, okay, I'm gonna go to some big school. I'm, uh, you know, my vision was division one, just like most athletes, right? Uh, or even, just like a really high level winning program. And so there were a lot of division one schools that approached me as a libero. I was a setter. Um, I'm also a unique athlete too, cause I'm five foot four. I'm real small, um, but really fiery and, and a uh, major hard worker. So that was how I kind of complimented 
my height imbalance, right? So um, all these coaches were like, hey, we want you on the team, but we want you playing defense. We don't want you running our offense, essentially. And that that was like a dagger to the heart because that's like telling a quarterback that you're not going to be the quarterback, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, you know, saying no to those schools. I appreciated, you know, their offer and um, division one, that's a, a great goal to have. And, but I wanted to run an offense. I wanted to be the quarterback of the team. That was my personality and I wanted to be a leader. So um, I ended up looking at a lot of NAI schools and I'm like, you know, what? I'm getting out of Idaho. I'm going to California. My mind was set on that. And I visited those schools and I just, I love the schools. I just didn't feel like a real connection with the coaching staff. And um, I didn't feel like they really dialed in and and tried to get to know me and show me a lot of love. And at the time um, I was playing club volleyball for the college of Idaho's head volleyball. Shout Shout them out. Yeah. So she was my head coach and she was recruiting me and she's like, I understand you want to leave, but you always have, you know, um, the opportunity to come play with the girls, see if you like it at C of I. And I finally gave in. It was, it was kind of like, um, you know, I felt like I kind of was obligated to go there and um, check it out. You know, I really didn't want to stay at home. It had nothing to do with Liz or the the school itself. I just didn't really want to be 30 minutes away from home. And when I went and visited, we I played with the girls and I was shocked at how stellar the team was. I mean, I I remember bending over and I was in great shape. I was like, look, Liz, <laughs> this is a really fast paced game. This is this is fun. So it was uh, eye opening to see that at the NAI level that you could play like a division two program, you know? And so that's kind of our definition of our NAI's sports here at C of I is, um, you know, we're like division two level, you know, programs. So um, I really appreciated that. And I ended up, you know, committing to C of I and everybody was shocked that I was staying and um, best four years of my life, uh, truly. Uh, we were, you know, ranked number one in our conference all four years, and we went to nationals three out of the four years, won three conference championships. I mean, just the dream that you could have as a high school athlete of what your career would go like and your academic career would go like, that's what I was able to experience. So very forever thankful for them. This is, um, this is so strong for athletes that are going through adversity right now. Uh, I'll just be very honest. Um, you've had adversity every step of the way. And you had the opportunity multiple times to go a different direction and please other people and and really get away from who you are. And I think it's so comforting. I think it's so powerful and, and motivational for our athletes, our listeners, that you just kept going. Like you just, you set back, you set goals and you kept going. And I think, there are times that no one would have blamed you. I talked to Colton Palmer last week on here. He's an NCSA guy. And he had every excuse. People telling him, hey, this is probably not the right thing to do. And he just moved forward. It's very similar in today's story. You kept on keeping on. And looking back at it now, you could have looked for greener grass, but you made yours green where it was. Love it. Jackie, go ahead. I, I was literally just going to say <clears throat> the greener grass part. Like, I think this is a good example of, again, back to like, 
the Olympics thing and what you could have done and could have played all these sports and thought you maybe should have gone to California and played, but you just watered the grass where you saw a chance for it to be green and you worked hard and everything worked out for you. Yeah, that's it. And I think there's two things I want to shout out to break two stigmas because we're all about ending stigmas on this podcast. You know, it goes beyond mental health, but a lot of this goes with it. The NAIA is a fantastic route for athletes. I'm just going to be, I'm going to say that right now. Academic and athletic scholarships, Madison just talked about it, like how fast paced the game was. Drop that stigma. NAIA in 2024, let's just stop talking about how that's at a lower level. Second thing, HDMH. Height don't measure, height don't measure heart is what it is. Marcus Stroman's logo. It's all over everything for the Cubs when he was with us. Height does not matter either. If you're someone that hasn't hit their growth spurt yet, or if you're going to be 5'9 and proud or 5'4 and proud, Jackie, how tall are you? I'm only like 5'5. Five, five. I'm short too. <laughs> so as a podcast with Luke jumping out to his clinic, we are a short group today, and that's okay. Like if you're an athlete listening, please listen to Madison. Understand how powerful this was. They told her she could not play that position in college. She damn right played that position in college. I, I love it. Matt, anything else on that? Yeah, and I had the opportunity to play as a freshman. I mean, I came in and worked my little tail off, you know, freshman year and in, in preseason. And I started as a freshman. And I and for all four years, I was on the starting roster. And that could have been so different in so many different ways, if I did, if I chose a different division or if I didn't find a coach that really believed in me, you know, um, or a program that was the perfect fit, you know, I end up getting really lucky with that. But um, I think the the biggest point is number one, always work for what you earn, right? Like you have to go get after it. I believe me when I say that I gave my heart and soul to that program. <laughs> I, I mean, there was no days off. I did everything I could and um and and that became apparent when my senior night my coach wrote me a a card that I still have and it was like you there is not an ounce of you that you did not give to us. And that was one thing that I really wanted and that's what I had to give as a 5 foot 4 athlete and and so um you know I talk about you know you talk about the fear of missing out and grass is greener on the other side like like you said, plant your feet where you feel loved and cherished and cared for, and that you know that you will have opportunities in front of you, right? But you have to understand too that you have to earn those opportunities. Run it back, run it back. And Jackie just sent a, a message in the chat, like flip that, put it out and listen to that a hundred times. I, oh my goodness, I am, I am loving this. I, I really am. I, I love it. I I have to ask you, in a fear of stopping flow, I have to ask you, like, you've been through all this stuff, right? You've been through it, where you've been told this is not the right decision. You, you're not good enough. These things are things are up, down, up, down. It's crazy amount. Tell me your keep going moment. I got to know. Every day. <laughs> I figure it out every day. I mean, it's one of those things where I choose to wake up um, and I chose to wake up when I was younger and figure it out. And it, believe me, it was not easy by any means. Um, mentally, physically, I could handle it, right? 
Um, and I mean, in college, I, I had a lot of injuries, but I pushed through, but mentally you have to choose yourself. You have to choose your team, right? You have to choose your coaching staff and you have to believe in that vision. And, and for me, what makes me happy personally, and what makes my mental health good is when I give to people, right? And when people are proud of me, that's a complex that I have because I was trying to make my father proud always, right? So I want people to be proud of me and see that I'm giving to them. And so that was, you know, my biggest motivator was, hey, if my team sees that I give my everything to them, they will be proud of me. And then that will also be infectious, right? So um, they'll want to work harder. They're going to want to give more to their, to the program and to the team. And so, um, yeah, that's my push through is just feeling proud of yourself and then choosing that daily. Um, even when you're not successful, knowing that your work ethic, your attitude, and, um, you know, what you give to others is inspiring and something that helps other people around you. Yeah. I'm going to bike through this wall. Um, I, 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 I'm going to go right through it. Jackie, what do you got? Well, we, we always talk about like how it's simple, but not easy. And I think all that you are and everything that you've given us today and all the insight, it really comes down to one phrase and it's what you put in is exactly what you get out. And I think that you are such a good example of that. Like exactly what you put in effort wise, mentally wise, like understanding that your parents sacrificed a lot for you. Like, exactly what you put in is exactly what you got out and I'm so glad that your story ended your college career ended the way it did and that you got good out of your college career because you put in exactly the work and you deserve to have all that you have in your career and I'm assuming and whatever you're doing now is the same way yeah college coaching and I was going to go there um because obviously myself and Madison work together and I know a lot of the answers to these questions because I saw how Madison worked in a professional setting. She asked a lot of questions. She cared about people. She always went the extra mile and it made her a winner. And it wasn't, it wasn't like we woke up one day and Madison was a top performer. It's because it was, it was, it was passion driven. It was impact driven. And I, I love it. Talk about a little bit of what you're doing now as a college coach back at your alma mater. Talk about that and uh, we'll wrap up today. But I want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, just to kind of bounce off of what you're saying with NCSA is uh, it's also important of the culture that it, you're surrounded by. So it was easy for me to be myself and to be a top performer and to be passionate because everyone in NCSA had that about them. You know, I feel like the company culture is incredible at NCSA. And that's something that I also am very passionate going into college coaching, right? So, um, and whenever I am coaching or helping, that's the culture. We talk about it all the time at C of I. We talk about it all the time within our program of that that is driving the bus, right? And for a culture to be successful, everyone needs to be on board, on their best days, on their worst days, right? And then also understanding that we're all in this together, right? And so when something slacks or somebody's falling off the bus, right? We're picking them back up. We're getting them back on as soon as we can, but also allowing people to work through things on their own as well. So they're not feeling like they are forced 
to get better fast, right? So uh, one thing with college coaching that I absolutely love, and I was talking to my assistant coach about this, is that everybody has a story, right? And I'm, you know, being a podcast, I'm sure it's so interesting hearing everybody's stories, you know, of those who you bring on. And so as a college coach, it's inspiring to learn about these girls, understand that every single girl on the team is different and that every season. So as you start over your season, everybody goes home for summer and then you get new freshmen or transfers. That team's going to be a new team. Although it's still the same program, it's not going to be the same environment as it was last year, which I think is so exciting. And that's something that uh, athletes need to embrace, right? So live in the moment because sometimes we're so, you know, charge ahead and let's uh, be successful here. But then we forget sometimes to really enjoy that moment and enjoy that team and that atmosphere and that culture that you're in. Exactly. I, it's not cookie cutter. Um, it's not, Hey, everyone get on the bus and good luck. It's making sure when you're on that bus, everyone's in the right seat. Everyone saves spots. Everyone is patient. It's just, there's so much to that analogy. And I love it. And I, I'm glad to hear that's how you thought about felt about NCSA because five and a half years strong, it's it's changed my life and it's given me the opportunity to talk to you right now and have Jackie meet you and Luke. And I just am full. My heart is very full. It's, it's very blessed today. Jackie, go ahead. Well, I'll end with this. And it, this is episode 54, right? <clears throat> it is. And I, I won't forget Brian Erlacher's shout out. I won't wrap it up without saying Brian. that. Well, ep episode 54 too. It's I was th thinking that it's funny this is episode 54 because Teddy Bruschi, who won three Super Bowls with Bill Belichick's Patriots, and every, as you kept talking, Madison, I kept thinking, oh, this reminds me of the 2000s Patriots dynasty, like, just do your job, because you got, you didn't get the spot you wanted in high school, and your whole journey, it just, everything you've said today just reminds me of, if everyone just does their job and works together, everything will come together and everyone will succeed and do well. So that just reminds me of the 2000s Patriots. And I think it's no coincidence that this happens to be episode 54 with Teddy Bruschi because that whole team was just about culture and everyone doing their job and we're going to treat everyone the same. I love it. I love it. And uh, there's a lot of great 54s. And Teddy Bruschi, especially in the New England area, is, is the GOAT, right? Um, unbelievable. Here's what I want to do. We I want to be conscious of your time. I know it is a Sunday, so I will get you rolling today. But we're kind of rolling some different stuff out with kind of our format. So I want to ask you this. You've helped me so much in my professional career. Um, at NCSA, coming on here today and being with us. How can we help you? This is something I want to start asking guests more as they come on. How can we help you kind of shine the light and do things for you guys as a program or even in your personal life? Go ahead. Ooh, that's tough because I'm so bad at asking for help. <laughs> yeah, welcome to it. I think it's a mental health thing. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, man, that's tough. Um, I've always lived my life of if you want to get it done, you do it, you know? And so it, I'm not going to lie, it makes me feel uncomfortable when I hear that question which I think is good because then it show, it shows others that it's okay to be uncomfortable, but you have to be able to open yourself up and 
accept help or ask for help, right? Um, I see it all the time with my athletes uh, where they're perfectionists and, and it builds up and they don't ask for help until, um, you know, a, a, a long time, a long time period of, you know, them struggling. So I appreciate that. But I would just say, um, keep being you, honestly, uh, Pat, when I worked with you, uh, you're my favorite person that I worked with. So uh, just like staying in touch with you, honestly, just uh, reaching out to me and, and seeing how I'm doing and chatting it up and talking about baseball or football or talking about sports. That's all I really need from you, Pat. I, I absolutely, I'm going to cry. Um, I absolutely just love you as a person. And with hundreds of people that have reached out to be on this podcast in season two, you were someone that came up right away. And it's because of stuff like what you said, it has nothing to do with the love you have for me. It's the love you have for people. And that's, it separates you from the pack and please send your gear package over too. I'm definitely getting some of the stuff that you have to support you guys, you know, coming up this season. So Jackie, go ahead. I'm going to cry over here. Go ahead. No, no, I, I think we touched on it all. And I think I, a testament to how, good our guests on the show are is like how much I'm in, impacted by it and when I feel very impacted by a guest like not only do I think our listeners will be impacted by this and it'll make a difference in their lives like you made a difference in mine and Pat life in mine and Pat's life today so that's how I know you were a killer guest um I appreciate you coming on I always love having a girl on volleyball players um as a basketball player I respect the hell out of volleyball players and I just loved everything you had to say today and all that you are yeah, thank you so much. No, I couldn't agree more. I, I think that's a perfect cap um, of episode 54. I, I'm very blessed to have people like Coach Madison. And if you're a recruit listening, if you're someone in the area, I, I know Madison will take time out of her day to talk to you. If you need anything, she is a perfect resource for our community. And Madison, above all else, keep going. I love you and I appreciate your time today. Yeah, honestly, I'd be happy to help anybody who needs some advice. I love working with uh, young athletes that want to be recruited, and I, I would just be thrilled to for someone to reach out and ask for some help. So, no doubt, no doubt. Well, it's funny, you know, a year later that our story continues. I think we're meant to make some more impact. So we'll definitely keep in touch. And uh, Jackie, I appreciate you keep going, and uh, we'll wrap up today. Thanks, guys. Happy holidays. Thanks, guys.